Yo, welcome to episode seven, I want to say. Why didn't I check that before? Of uh, Podcast Exuberant. I'm Devin. I'm Jacob. And we got a lot of ish to talk about. Uh, it's been a very eventful last two weeks. I'll go ahead and try to list off everything. And there will probably be more because when we like, get on one thing, we think of seven other things. But uh, for movie-wise, we're going to talk about Star Wars Last Jedi news. Uh, Cars 3 trailer dropped today. And that's for like movies coming out. For movies that we've seen, I've seen Fast 8 and Free Fire, and so we'll talk about that. And then we kind of get into like a video game realm on the second half of the show. We are going to talk the new Call of Duty World War II that also had a bunch of details revealed today. Uh, Outlast 2 Early Impressions, Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 1, and personally for me, revisiting Battlefront and also talking because there was a little bit of Battlefront talk yeah, right after The Last yeah. Jedi. So yeah, well, we're going to try to cut this... Um, and two halves, and we'll talk movies and stuff for the first one, and then get to the nitty gritty video games. But yeah, so the Last Jedi, there was a trailer revealed, and I mean it was a teaser. Let's it, let's, let's, let's let's not. It was it was the biggest tease. Like we we basically learned nothing, which is good I, and bad. I wanted that. Like I I love for them to just not tell me and show me as much as they possibly can. Just like please don't. Just keep it all a secret. I love. I just love going to the actual movie. Unlike most things nowadays, where the trailer is two and a half minutes and you've seen the entire fucking movie. That's very annoying. Star Wars is usually pretty good about really not ever doing that. Even if they, we're gonna get another trailer or two. I'm assuming that's how the Force Awakens did. I think they had yeah. two or three trailers, and we'll get more. We'll get more depth, you know, from those in the future. But this one was very, very. Uh, I think what it was meant to do was just kind of show off the tone, the tonality of what the next film is going to feel like. We obviously saw Rey being trained by Luke. Luke quoting at the end of the trailer, you know, the Jedi have to end. And so there's all kinds of speculation as to what that means. And we may get into that. Kylo Ren's scar has actually moved. I, I didn't realize this. They moved it over. Uh, it, if you watch in The Force Awakens, he gets slashed across the face, right? Like Rey, like boom, right across the face. It goes across his nose, and the director, Ryan Johnson, was like, yeah, it looks kind of dumb having a scar there. So he moved it over to where it's just across his right eye and kind of goes diagonally across his face. That was, like, one of the things that people were like, hey, hey, yeah, that wasn't there. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, I mean, about? I guess, like, you can kind of fake it a little bit. Yeah, but... I mean, it's just, I I mean, people, a good eye, good eye. But I, I necessarily didn't, like, really, I knew he was going to have a scar of some sort. I didn't really, yeah. like, care where it was at. I just know. I I just I was like, yes, it's there. Okay, good. He's got a scar. He definitely got hit in the face. Needs that. What else we saw? We saw Finn. Looks like he was in not a back to tank, you know, or anything, but yeah. just uh, he's looks like. He's I mean, being... like I, I think you mentioned at least to me that him and Finn or Finn and Poe are gonna go on some, some escapades, mis- yeah, man. Some misadventures. So I I would imagine that he's gonna be fine. That's probably just gonna begin of the film, like. Oh hey, how's he doing? Oh yeah, he's just he's he's healing up and shit. So he's he's doing he's doing well. Yeah, we saw him. We saw Poe going to what it looked like his X-wing getting just just demolished. So that sucks, you know, because yeah. he's got that trademark black and orange X-wing. And we saw the backside of uh, Carrie Fisher, rest yeah. in peace. Uh, rip. I, yeah, rip. And yeah, so there was just it were it, it was a very like a lot of small like couple frames of like this is these are some things but not really too much con- oh captain phasma walking away from a burning thing yeah, yeah and then there's like that little thing to where like it was 
it was dry, but then when the ships hit it, it was red, and I don't know what that was about. The red, like red, scary smoke. I don't know. Like, yeah, be it, scared of us. I don't know what that means yet. Uh, the new planet actually. I, so uh, sorry if I butcher this, but it's spelled like crate, like C R A I T. That's the name of that planet that that that, was, that that scene was happening on. It's a new planet. But yeah, so the trailer. Oh, and oh, I want to mention there was we saw this like book. Like a like a like a like, yeah, a, like a like book. a like a Jedi like a so if you've ever paid attention, they don't ever write anything down in Star Wars because it's you know like they have technology. Let's just store it digitally. Yeah, it's the it's the future past. Like holocron, the you know the Jedi. Like even the library in the in the previous yeah. one, I didn't see. I don't remember seeing books. Yeah, there was no books, and so we see this what we think looks like a book, and I read into this online. Of course, you go down Reddit rabbit holes, and people are really knowledgeable about this stuff, and even more than myself, and I consider myself a huge fan. But what people are thinking this is is uh, the Journal of the Wills, which the Wills is what George Lucas had referred to pre-Star Wars coming out. It had a different title. I forgot the name of the title of the movie was, but... The wills are basically the the ways of the Jedi, like the ancient ways, like the the written in stone, like basically Bible, like Jedi Bible. And that's what we think that that is. That's what people are speculating that is. And speaking of wills, if you guys didn't catch this in uh, Rogue One, uh, Baze and Chira are the guardians of the wills uh, on Jedha there. So they were like guarding that. So maybe, I don't know, it'll harken back to that somehow or something. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming there'll also be more than one will written. Just like, I'm assuming there was more than one, you know, OG Jedi Temple. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the one that they were guarding is another one. But, I mean, I would assume that Luke is on this, you know, abandoned planet for the most part. A, because it's abandoned, and so he could, like, meditate and shit and, and do hide. things. Yeah. Uh, but B, like, he probably chose it for a specific reason. I mean, unless he went and found it and just went to this more swamp than Dagobah planet. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And like like we said with him ending the trailer, like looks like he's exiting a cave on that I think it's called Octo or Octu. Is that island which is it's I mean it's island in yeah, real life, but uh, Ireland. It's Ireland in Star Wars. But uh yeah, he he exits the cave and he says the Jedi need to end or whatever. The Jedi have to come to an end. And so the major, or I should say, the majority of people online feel like the reason he's saying this is because Luke is basically going with the the theory that if if there are no Jedi, then there really can't be a Sith. If you think about it, I mean, and if if you like want to get into it, then technically, you know, he was supposed to destroy the Sith or whatever when he killed Palpatine and, and Vader, and then they kept coming back. So like, uh, and after he like totally fucked up training his Jedi, I could totally see how you know he'd be like. Yeah, I totally just botched it. So if I didn't exist, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and he he probably feels some guilt there. He just he he probably believes that um, he by him ending the Jedi, and not just him, I guess, with the help of Rey. Apparently, we don't know the actual plot yet. But by the Jedi coming to an end, there there is no more. There is no balance. Essentially, he's like, what, what is balance? Is stupid. Like, why are we trying to do? We've been trying to do this. It doesn't work. There is no chosen one. So, okay, so Vader, Anakin, was supposed to be the chosen one, right? And we, we learned all through the movies that, oh, he, he's kind of got some dark side in him. Oh, shit, he's Vader. Oh, shit, he turns good at the last second of his life and, like, does something. He, you know, kills Palpatine, throws Palpatine. He dies. Or does he? Or, or does he? He dies. 
And yeah, so I guess he is the chosen one, but some people are also speculating that maybe Ray is the chosen one and, and things. I've, I've read that. So, you know, f feel free to dig deep until we get another trailer. It's probably going to be a while. I'm assuming end of summer or something like that. You know, I'm tagged on a Marvel movie or something. Maybe Thor's coming out in November. So I'm sure it'll, it'll be tagged with that. I mean, they've got... I doubt, I doubt it'll be in Guardians. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, that was that's coming out, what, next, next week? Yeah, next week. So, I mean, maybe Thor. I don't know what else is coming out Disney-wise. Everything. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing. It's just... It'll be Spider-Man is, is Sony and Marvel. I don't know. If they, yeah. They, they might. I mean, because they know, like, everybody and their brother and their dog is going to go see Spider-Man, so... Yeah. Whereas Thor Ragnarok is just kind of... I don't know. I feel like Thor's one of, like, the, like, the not-as-popular... Marvel heroes. Yeah, I I agree. I oh I we do. I can't believe I didn't write this down. Uh, nice segue into the Thor Thor trailer. Oh yeah, well, that did happen. You just you, yeah you kind of so there was a Thor Ragnarok trailer that dropped in the last two weeks. It has a very Guardians of the Galaxy eighties yeah. ninety whatever seventies feel to it. Yeah, it didn't f feel super serious really. I yeah. I thought Ragnarok was like supposed to be dark as fuck. You know, like we see Mjolnir getting like fucking destroyed doesn't he die in ragnarok i don't know if thor dies i feel like somebody I, important dies in ragnarok it I might forgot. be his dad oh yeah because i know that uh, one of the managers that i work with at the movie theater is like a super super duper marvel fan like knows all all of this ish and like apparently in the comics or something they're the whole this whole storyline is like tying in to looking for thor's dad and then like some ish goes down and Daddy issues, man. Everybody has Star Wars daddy issues. Marvel daddy issues. Uncle issues. You know, Uncle Ben Rip. <laughs> yeah, Iron Dad. Iron Dad. Yeah. So that that trailer, I I mean, I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I skipped Thor two for some damn I mean, reason. I skipped Thor one and two. So I saw Thor one. It was all right. It wasn't like anything to write home about. It was like this is a, this is a Marvel movie. This is like Captain America, like the first Captain America movie, which was, eh. But yeah, so that's that's that. Nice segue. I don't know how I segue into Cars 3 from Thor. Disney. Disney Marvel. Disney Mo Bam. They own everything. They own the universe right now. Literally. Almost everything besides like what? Jurassic Park and like Alien and other shit. Anyways. Cars 3. Cars 3. Cars 2 sucked. Feel free to rant. I have I, I skipped Cars 2 okay. on accident. Cars 1. Lighthearted. Racing. Dude's a big shot. Got a big dick. Gets his dick pushed in. Doesn't have a big dick anymore. Old dude's like, hey, you should just not be a fucking cock. Dude's like, I don't listen to old people. And then, in the end, old dude was right, and he finds love. You know? Life is a, a good, highway. It's a good, yeah, life is a highway. Yeah. Love that shit. Great film. Actually, like, thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Fast forward to Cars 2. He joins the European circuit. The movie's about Mater. He's a secret agent. It's stupid. Like, literally 10% of the movie is racing. No point to have that movie ever have been made. It was dumb. Very frustrated with Ca it. It was a cash grab, essentially. Yeah. They, hey, if we slap two on there, people will go. Like, seriously, that's probably like the worst Pixar movie I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen Planes? Just kidding. I haven't seen Planes. Planes is not Pixar. Planes is Disney animation. So don't... If you've seen Planes, you don't like it, don't shit on Pixar, all right? Don't, don't be mean to Pixar. <laughs> but no, like, Cars 3, the trailer, super excited to see it now. 
it looks good. It, it, they're they're literally returning to the roots, which we'll talk about roots with other things later on this in this episode. Yeah, but like for real, like they're actually in racing thing. Like the I, they're racing for things like trophies and shit. Sign me up, right? I don't like NASCAR, but Cars is about the closest I will get to ever liking anything like that. Because I, I, I am the same as, as Pete. I enjoyed the shit out of Cars 1. I watched it all the time growing up. I, I thought it was a really good movie. I, I mean, Ironically, I saw that at a drive-in. The, for the first time, I saw it at a drive-in. I think I also did. Salem Drive-In before it closed down. I yeah. was... I did that in... I went... At least... I went the first time, but... I know for sure that I went and saw it in Chicago with my little cousins because it was like a, a little feature. And then like the one gymnastics movie, like Kick It maybe, not Kick It, the one where she's like the like badass gymnastic person. I don't know the name of the movie. It was actually kind of good. But yeah, <laughs> uh, apologize to everyone that likes that movie a lot. But yeah. Cars 3. Stick It. it was, I think it's called Stick, Stick it. it. I think it's called Stick It. Okay, but yeah. Cars 3, super excited for it. Looks like they're racing. Do you want to like go into the the trailer a little bit then or yeah we can it's in in the simplest form it's he's getting old he's been racing a while and it's like hey dude there's this new up-and-coming guy his last name storm i keep forgetting his first name of the character but he's he's essentially what lightning mcqueen was back in cars one he's this new guy he's doing really well he's it's a new type of race car and things like that and Basically, he's gonna get he's gonna get put on his ass again. But you know, this time it's like not get put on your ass because you suck. It's like, hey, dude, you you probably need to stop doing this. Yeah, like you need to think about you know what comes after the track. Yeah, and it's it's a really like mature slash like dark dark ish dark quotes theme to explore in the sense of you know for for me Pixar movies and, and things like that they always. They always have good, like, life lessons. Like, that's, like, the key point of any Pixar or Disney movie is, you know, like, important life lessons and things like that. But this one, I feel, weirdly harkens to, like, being 20 slash any older than us because you're, you're – growing up hits you a little faster when you when you get out of college or you, you graduate high school. You start to notice things a little – like, look at things differently. And for me, this movie, I, I hope in a way, resonates with me. In the sense of, of getting older and, and letting certain things, aspects of your life go to change to do other things. And for yeah. Lightning McQueen, that might mean he stops racing. You know, like maybe, hey, dude, you're just you're just not as good at this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's literally not your fault. It's just technology has gotten farther. You're an older car. Yeah. And to me, it's a little weird of like a theme to kind of throw out the kids, too, because, you know, like a lot of Disney Pixar stuff is like, follow your dreams. You can do anything you put your mind to and stuff. And there's going to be like a certain element of that in there. But like the the baseline thing is like you've got one more shot at this to prove it. But then you're done. Like you can't really do it after this again, you know? Yeah. Like one of the iconic moments we've seen in multiple trailers now is him wrecking. And it's like a big deal. It's It's like, oh, oh, shit, dude. Like this is this is serious this time, you know? So I'm 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 also equally as pumped to see that it comes out June. Sign the teens sometime. Sorry, yeah. So that looks great, and I think that's it in the sense of new things coming out. Any new trailers or anything that's dropped that I've been paying. Have you caught anything else that you've been paying attention uh, to? I'm, no, I'm. I don't think I can't think of anything. So for as for the movies that we've seen. I saw Fast and Furious, Fate of the Furious, Fast 8, whatever the hell you want to call it. Surprise, I actually kind of enjoyed it because I go into a Fast and Furious movie 
and I'm like, please just find a way to entertain me enough to make me want to sit in this fucking theater and watch this over-the-top shit. It was pretty good. Uh, the reason Dom turns on everybody is a very human reason. I It wasn't stupid at all. It makes complete sense as to what he why he does what he does. Ending was a little too long. Ending scene. There's a lot of cool like fan service and like things like that. Overall, like solid, like no pun intended, like eight out of ten for a Fast and Furious on the Fast and Furious ten scale. Like I'm not like this isn't this isn't La La Land. By the way, that came out yesterday. She totally buy it. Yeah. So Fast Eight. If you like some of the other ones, yeah, go see it. Give you know it's it's pretty good. It's I'd say fourth in line behind. So I like the first one. I liked Fast Five because it's like a heist movie. Furious 7 and this one so definitely check it out if you're a fan of the franchise it has been confirmed that there will only be two more I read that last week I'm oh like, wow 10 movies dedicated to the series yeah Jesus but hear me out The Rock and Jason Statham's characters get their own spin-off movie they did have good chemistry in this one though I mean I personally like The Rock I, I mean, think The Rock is funny yeah he can do whatever he wants like, <laughs> yeah. like we'll just ignore the tooth fairy like that didn't that wasn't a movie that needed to exist. Oh, yeah. Let's but, not talk about Tooth Fairy. Uh, I don't know how much of this was true, but I saw some stuff floating around Facebook and other places about how Fast 9 is, like, something about, like, you can't outrun his ghost or something. I had, like, a picture of what I assumed to be Paul Walker or something on it. And, like, that's what they're going to be doing and, and everything. I'm just kind of like, let the dead man die. Like, rest in peace. Dude Dude didn't want to die, obviously. The I was told yeah. it was a freak accident. Like everyone was super sad about it, but like don't don't use his name to you know like just make some money. Which I mean, I'm sure a lot of the fans, or like the diehard fans of the Fast series, like no fuck you, Jacob. You don't know what the hell you're talking about because we love that thing. We want to see him come back and shit and like actually really you know be part of the story again. But you know just personally, I don't know if that that's if that even is, even is a thing. I'm well, not sure if I'd be comfortable like because it's just like I don't know. It's just a personal thing. Let let him let him go. I agree because with the passing of Carrie Fisher in episode 9 which actually just got bumped up to instead of being a December 2019 release it's now May which is pretty cool and they're in the process of doing rewrites which is also cool that they managed to do that so she she's passed again rip but she had a major part in episode 9 but they they are writing her out totally because it's just there's a there's a there's a level of respect you must have for someone that's no longer there it's just it's just like why CGI them the entire movie when it's just they don't need to be there and everyone understands why they're not there. Like if, you know, it's it's very widely understood why Carrie Fisher will not be in episode 9. Again, she's passed. Yeah. Re rest rest in peace. But yeah, I, so I agree with the same thing with Paul. I don't know if I I don't know if I'd like that. Like him coming back and and being like a C like I know his brother stood in for him and mm -hmm. and they and they did his face and it looked pretty good in 7. But it was only a short amount of time that we saw him, right? Like it wasn't all the time like it wasn't like Tarkin in Rogue One where it's like this is obviously not real and it's kind of bothering me so again like I, I I'm not 100% sure if that's what that was who was on the poster that I saw but I mean it seemed to be his likeness and the title or like the the subtitle of it the thing was like you can't outrun a ghost or something and it's just I mean putting two and two together there I'm, that's kind of what my conclusion was maybe it's not maybe someone else died in the past Fast and Furious series that I, I have not watched more than like two of them so maybe that's who it is I don't know yo the but, first one's the best that's my favorite well yeah because you know it was actually like the original content at that point yeah they weren't milking it but yeah so Fast 8 check it out
if you if you like that shit, if you like cars and stuff. The one I saw after that was called Free Fire. This one, uh, I, I I caught one trailer like a long time ago. I forgot what movie it was before. Yeah, I will say though, uh, this is a this is a side note to not to cut you off or anything. No, but you're good. Like, you're good. I work in a movie theater. I would like to think that I'm you know at least knowledgeable on most movie things. This the marketing campaign for this movie was bad. I've never heard of it before in my life. Well, here's some cool news. Speaking of that. I checked the box office for this past weekend when it had come out. It wasn't even in the top ten. Like, didn't even, like, like movies that have been out for weeks still beat it out. So, I mean, it's probably, like, a lower-budget movie then. Because, like I said, I've, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I, I can't really explain it other than there's basically an arms deal with a bunch of crazy characters. And they all get stuck in this warehouse and have to just kill each other. And it just it's just one room, very Quentin Tarantino-style, like, gore taking place in one area kind of thing and i don't know for me the humor just didn't really land and i just i i i felt myself like just can this be over already can i please like leave i didn't after i'd saw it the first day after i was like it was okay but the, the more that i've had time to think about it and it kind of like grow on me it actually didn't really grow on me i just kind of like i really see no point to ever watch that movie ever again it just i see what it was trying to do for me, he just didn't execute it well. Sorry. I know Quentin Tarantino's a cocky bastard, but he's good at what he does. There's a reason why. So, ah, it was it was okay. I mean, it's got a lot of big names in it. It's got, like, Brie Larson. Uh, the dude that played... Oh, I can never remember his name. He was in District 9, the main character in that. He's, he's in all kinds of shit. And a couple other people that I knew from other movies. But, all in all, definitely... I, I don't say definitely, but... I don't, I, there's too many other good movies out right now for you to like waste your mo- your time and money on it. So I'd say for that one, just just skip out. I wish I honestly wish I would rent have. it, go to a cheaper movie theater to see it or something. Yeah, just wait for it to you know Redbox or cheap theater, you know five dollar Tuesdays or whatever kind of cool promotions they have at your theater nearby. So that that's pretty much it for movies and things the past uh, two weeks. I'm gonna go ahead and plug what we're gonna be seeing. Uh, that we don't have to do at the end of the episode. So I'm going to try to go see The Circle this weekend. It's that one with Tom Hanks, Emma Stone, and, and John Boyega. Yeah, I'm, I'm super interested in seeing that too. I'm, I'm interested in seeing it because a part of my mind's like, that looks really dumb and it's probably going to suck. But another part of my mind is like, Emma Watson's a great actress. I like Tom Hanks. And I like John Boyega and everything that I've seen him in so far because I've seen him in other things besides Star Wars. I mean, the plot line, from what I've gathered from the trailers and everything, is kind of, like, cut and dry what it's going to be. They're yeah. probably going to try, try to throw twists and shit at you in the movie, but, I mean, ultimately, you can, you can kind of see the end destination and where the beginning is. It's just, like, the middle is what's going to be fleshed out. Yeah. So, I'm going to go into it. I'll probably either check it out tomorrow night or, or, you know, this weekend sometime. I don't have any expectations for it. It's literally, I've seen one trailer, and it's the same trailer I kept seeing before movies. And I'm just going to go in and just try to watch it and not not judge it too hard, but we'll see how, how well it does. I mean, it's just like with, with movies that have so many good actors and actresses in them, you, you, you kind of have to be a little worried about that because you wonder why they get so many famous names for this. Is it is like the plot sucks, so we're just going to chalk it full of famous people so you go see it? Yeah. Passengers. I fucking hate that movie. That's, you know. Well, I mean... I don't, I, I don't know how to... I haven't seen Tom Hanks in anything recently. Emma Watson was okay in Beauty and the Beast, but, I mean, you can't really yeah. fuck that up. 
I mean, John Boyega's. I, what we saw him in that one movie we were watching on Netflix that one day. Yeah, it was from years ago. Before he actually yeah. made it before The Force Awakens, and it was like a, a, a black culture. Yeah, uh, something movie. like he mm-hmm. was trying. He had a son. He was trying to get him out, but you know, it's just again, he, it's hard to what get was out. That of movie the called. It was okay. It was something because he was a writer, right? He yeah, liked to it write. was us uh, Enterprise. Maybe it was. It was a terrible we're terrible at this i like the thing is i know it's like on the tip of my tongue but i can't for the life keep of me. fill fill this void i'm gonna okay. search it well, fill the void because oh man it's it's not boardwalk enterprise because that's not the name of it no you're but, close you're close yeah it's it's, it's it's something imperial dreams there you, that, that's it i i got where you were going but it's imperial dreams so check that out if it's still on netflix it's 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 okay. It's not yeah. like amazing. I mean, it just shows yeah. that John Boyega can act in other things other than Star Wars. Like he's not a bad actor. Yeah, I, I liked him in it. He's actually got a lot of movies coming out this year. So he's got The Circle. He's got. He has. Excuse my French. Pacific Rim Uprising, Star Wars: okay. The Last Jedi, okay. and something else I forgot. Oh, Detroit. He plays like oh, a yeah. cop in Detroit, mm-hmm. which I'm like, that looks good. I'm gonna go see Detroit. So he's he's got a quite quite a year ahead of him and he's just been busy as shit the past couple of years yeah. doing everything well i mean get out while you're hot i guess yeah he could be the next harrison ford he might so the circle definitely checking it out and then we already got our tickets for this next thursday but guardians of the galaxy volume two super excited yeah hopefully it just uh, uh okay where on the street is there's five end credit scenes of this motherfucker yeah. five End credit scenes. Five. There are five motherfucking. So there are four after the. You know, like the movie ends, four scenes. They're like a minute, minute and a half, two minutes long. And then you have to wait till the end of all the credits to get to the fifth one. So like the last, the very last one isn't a, like a teaser for Howard the Duck. I'm fucking. I'm. Where is Howard the Duck? I'm writing yeah. Disney and like, listen here. I want a Howard. I I don't. I don't actually. Want I don't. But I just just for like fun's sake, please. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, so I guess to make this brief. Five end credit scenes is too fucking many. It's it set a record for the most end credit scenes in a Marvel movie. That's too fucking <laughs> many. I understand you have a whole bunch of shit getting ready to happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but five end credit scenes is fucking ridiculous. That's literally like a fucking third of the movie. Okay, that was obviously an exaggeration, but that how how is that how is that okay? Who who yeah. like who on paper was like five? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's good. Fuck, why not make it six? You got yeah. six. No, I've only got five. Oh, Actually, you know right, what? Right. You know what? Let's just make the next movie. Like, it's all just going to be teasers I, for the yeah. future movies. Yeah. Like, Marvel's teasers the yeah, movie. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, I'm part of me is excited to see what's going to go happen and what's going to go ha- like what's going to go on and who's going to be what and like what are we going to be teased and everything. But at the same time fuck man that's a lot like, that is that is an obscene amount of things and let me tell you as a movie usher i hate you i hate you marvel i hate everything you stand for because i have to wait for everyone to fucking leave before i can start cleaning that means i have to wait and watch all these trailers well I mean, i'm not going to have to because i'm probably going to be moving and not working a movie theater anymore yeah. but all of my fellow ushers <laughs> i'm sorry because you're going to fucking wait for that one dude that hasn't seen the movie yet because he, you know, had to wait for it to come or whatever. And he's going to make you stay and watch all of the things. 
home. Again. And again. And again. <laughs> and again. Like, fuck. Okay, that's that's my rant for that is done. Alright, five after credit scenes, everybody. Be prepared. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn has been confirmed. He is writing and directing Guardians 3. It's already been uh, approved. It's going to happen. Got the stamp on it. Guardians 3 will take place after Infinity Wars events. And we'll just have nothing to do. Well, no, it's again, it's not continuing any part of the Marvel Universe in that sense. It's just, here's another Guardians movie, which is what Guardians 2 is. So, yeah. I mean, I would be okay with, like, after, what is it, Infinity War Part 2 or whatever? Cause mm-hmm. two Apparently, it's named Infinity Gauntlet. That got leaked, by the way, yeah. Oh. So, they got them flipped in the comics. It's Infinity Gauntlet and then Infinity War. But we're going to go, because we're Marvel and Disney and we own everything, we're going to flip them. So, the first movie is going to be Infinity War and then the next one's going to be Gauntlet. Okay, uh... Anyways, yeah. But yes, after that, the MCU can die. You can have all the standalone <laughs> films you want, you can have cameos in it and shit, just let, 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 let the good thing go. This has been taking place for half of my life. <laughs> like, I'm ready for it to be done. Like, Star Wars stretched this shit out over 40 years. You guys have given me more than what Star Wars exists right now in fucking 10 like I'm, I've, 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 I'm about at my limits. Okay, you've given me a couple things that I really like. Like, let me have my Spider Mans, and let me have my Guardians and things like that. But like, like, see, like if if I really, if I was, if I was truly a dedicated fan, like the amount of hours of my life I would have to like commit to watching all of the movies, watching the special features and shit, watching all the Netflix shit, buying all the movies, seeing all like. I understand. So you need an like, infinite amount of time and a lot of money. Yeah, it's like for real. At this point, I feel I like even me who I haven't watched the the Netflix stuff. I've just seen most of the movies. I feel like I should own like a ten percent stock in fucking Disney right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's just let it die. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you want to want to call it good there and we'll... yeah, yeah. That'll that'll wrap up our uh, little movie rant section. And next we have a bunch of video game stuff. So we're going to talk video games right quick. We'll be right back. Yo, and we're back. We're going to talk video games, but we forgot to mention... Our air conditioning is fixed. Guys, we have been out with, we've been without AC for like a month, a month and a week or two. And it's gotten up to be like 85 up in this up in this apartment. Yeah. Trying floor, to sleep. Floor three. Floor three is not fun. Heat rises. So, Science confirmed. We forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode, but that's why this sounds a lot better. Because for one, we're not sweating our balls off trying to sit in my room record. Because we, we have to close all doors and windows, you know, to get the best sound. And then last time, I didn't realize it because it's an electronic drum set, but they still... The drums we didn't we didn't soundproof them, so it was bouncing sound around just in every direction that we didn't want it to. So yes, we we uh, soundproofed Evan's room by throwing a blanket over the drum set. So that's what's yeah. So that's hopefully this sounds a lot better for you guys. And uh, yeah, we we've been we've been testing it a little bit. Uh, what the previewed it and. We hope it sounds better. It sounds better to us, but then maybe we don't see the the end result. Really. Yeah, I never actually listened to this with like headphones or a car stereo. So again, let us know on Facebook or you know, bitch at us on iTunes or whatever you want to do. Or if you know us personally, just like, hey like, guys, just punch yeah. us when you see us next. But yeah, let's talk uh, some video games. So, 
I guess we would you like to talk about what we've been playing, what I've been playing first. I would say like uh, I've been playing Overwatch again still. It's, so it's how's fun. that Uprising? Pretty good. Uh, Uprising's good. Skins are cool. New skins got announced, but it's like PC stuff only and everything because Master Race. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually coming to <laughs> Heroes of the Storm, which is like Blizzard's MOBA game. Uh, and then, like, you, if you do play Heroes of the Storm, you get exclusive skins that you can unlock through your Battle.net account. Uh, fun story, Xbox and PS4, you can link your Battle.net account, but, like, I don't think that the purchases or the downloadable content, like, transfers over and stuff. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, the lead designer on Overwatch, said that, like, all the skins and everything will come to console. It's just you gotta wait longer because you suck. Um, but it's okay. It's fine. It's easier to put things out on PC yeah. <laughs> as a game I mean, and it's just, like, Blizzard yeah. runs... a good portion of the like multiplayer stuff on pc anyway obviously not like a huge portion but i mean when you own world of warcraft diablo hearthstone uh yeah here's the storm overwatch like that's that's a a percentage of the online community plays your games so yeah still 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 enjoying overwatch that's good i actually have a buddy of mine we're trying to get him to because he's the only one out of the four of us that don't have it like dude come on i was like i'll play if he buys it and then my other friend's like, yeah, I'll play if he buys it. And my other friend really likes it. He's just been a huge fan. And I, I, again, I had this conversation yesterday. I think Overwatch is probably one of the best multiplayer games in the last, like, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's really so great. simple yet complex and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, it's team It's good comps. for casuals, and it's good for if you want to get super competitive with it and everything. So, I guess I'm going to go on this little tangent for a second. So, my, my thoughts on why Overwatch... So, I group Overwatch with, like, Rocket League in the sense of... I feel like these are, these are such good multiplayer games that people that don't normally play video games can, like, play these games and really enjoy them. You know, like, you don't need to have... Like, if you go try to play Call of Duty... Well, that, yeah, the yeah. community... Like, the online community is, like, super toxic, and you have 12 yeah. year Or, like, League of Legends. Like, people, like, expect you to be a fucking god as soon as you start the game. I had a bad experience with that. Never will play League of Legends ever again because it was so... Like, the, yeah, it was a very toxic community, and no one was welcoming. Whereas you go play Rocket League... You can play Overwatch. It's just it's just dumb good yeah. fun. They have. Yeah? I mean, every, every community has their toxicity in it. But like, what what Rocket League and Overwatch does well, in my opinion, is like they they seal that off. That you have to choose to be a part of that community. I mean, obviously, like with League of Legends, you can play casually as well. But I mean, I personally don't. But like Devin said, he had a bad experience with it. But, yeah, like literally, I played one game, and the guy was just a complete dick. Like over his mic, I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm, I literally have never played a game like this in my life, and I'm just trying it out." Yeah, but like with Rocket League, you you, you don't have to play the competitive mode. You can play a quick play mode or whatever. Yeah, they even have like a season. You can like get good by playing like a hard like a difficulty level season. You know, you can like easy, hard, whatever. Yeah, uh, and you can play offline if you really want. I think is what you were getting at yeah, there yeah. too. And uh, Overwatch, the offline is like you can, but it's not very very good. Uh, but you know, it's like the the quick play stuff. Are, is it going to be super organized and are you going to be like super competitive all the time? Probably not. But if you're not, if you're just looking to like have player one character that you really love, quick play is fine. Yeah. And you, if, yeah. You get, you get loot boxes and stuff for even just playing quick play. You can play whatever you want. And with, with rocket league, it's like, if you don't want to play competitive cause you don't like being yelled at by your teammates, <laughs> then don't. And you just you, go play hoops, dude. Go play like hockey. Yeah. Like, you like play. literally your, your experience does not change. Your quality of experience does not change. Like you have to expose yourself to, to the competitive scene for it to get truly, you know, in some cases toxic. Yeah, that, I agree. That's like, that was a perfect synopsis on all that. I, that's why I think those, that definitely those two games are two of the best multiplayer games we've had in the last decade. No, no, no doubt. And they're going to live on for a while. I don't see them dying anytime soon, especially Overwatch. My God. So you've been playing Overwatch. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, I was so I was 
trying to download because we have our accounts linked on Xbox. So whenever one of us buys a game digitally, the other one gets it. So it's kind of like a shared system. I was trying to get uh, Outlast, but I forgot to download it last night because I'm an idiot. But I will. I might check that out. Uh, super scared. No, we have, I think we have. I have both. I bought both of them on Xbox. You yeah. Should, you should have access to one and two if you want to check it out. I'll probably do. I'll do two for sure, and then like depending on how that goes, I'll look at one. I've seen people like beat one before and stuff, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like, I I've already was scared watching them, so I don't want to live that firsthand. I, it it it's just jump scares aren't cool, bro. I'm not not a fan of that. Fucking jump scares. Yeah. So I I'll segue off that in the sense of not really segue, but like a, I'm also playing. I just started out last two last night actually. I really enjoyed the first one. I remember playing it in my room with one of my friends and just being scared out of our minds because if you guys, for those who don't know what the premise of, of Outlast games are, you are a character that you cannot hurt anything in the world. You, you, you literally can't do any damage. Your, your goal is to learn how to hide, run, and your only vision a lot of the times is because everything is really dark is this camera that has like night vision on it like you know night mode so you can like green everything yeah, lights it's, it's green and gray and gross and yeah and there don't get me wrong there's plenty of times where you'll run into lighted areas and you don't have to use it because with with, with using the camera you have to find batteries in the environment to like run your camera but yeah so i mean it's a very simple concept but that's why it's so fucking scary is because you literally can't do anything to hurt the things that are hunting you you don't, you, don't, you don't just get chased in this game. They the care like the the enemies aren't stupid. They they know to open up that locker. They know to look underneath that bed if they hear any noise, if you move, and things like that. So I mean, going into Outlast two with that same premise, they like okay, we're gonna take that. We're gonna make another game, different setting. It's set in the uh, Arizona desert. Yeah, because the first one was like a, an insane asylum, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was very. Uh, this one i can already say feels more open even though these games are very linear it's not like you don't have too much space to move around it just yeah. feels that way because of the setting i mean I, the, it's just like you, there's different types of horror in this as well like with one from what i saw like if you don't like fucking corridors yeah. and like you don't want to open this door and you don't want to like roll around this corner fucking one's gonna fuck your shit up dude like it's not fun it's not a good time dude i remember this one part in one where you get into this basement that's flooded and there's like this little, you can see the lighted thing in the middle where you have to go, but everything else is pitch black dark. And there's a the big ass motherfucking creepy dude walking in there. And because all you can see is the light up there, you can't see anything else around you. So you have to use your camera to like wade through the water quietly so it doesn't hear you and like find the correct way. Or did you even, you know what? I wonder if at this point in the game, if I even, I think I had ran out of batteries on my playthrough. So I was just like going in the dark and this shit. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking scary. Cause I could just hear him. I just hear him getting close to me. And, like, I'm just sitting in the water, and he's just walking right next to me. And I'm like, oh, my fucking, please don't see me. And, or, like, touch me or anything like that. So these games are really good at that. And, uh, again, I'm not too far into this one. It, it does have the same kind of feel, though. Definitely a creepier setting, I would say. I don't know if I can say creepier. It's just different. And yeah. it's, it's good that it's different. I mean, like, we... I mean, neither one of us has gotten really far into it, so we yeah. can't really say. But yeah, with it being, you know, in the in the Arizona desert, I would imagine that at least part of it isn't going to be as like claustrophobic as the majority of that last one was. Yeah, there's been a fair amount of like creepy shit, and, like opening doors that I don't want to open. Like that's what these games is. What horror? That's what makes a good horror game is they make you do things that you don't want to do, like walk towards that guy. I had that happen to me last night. I'm like, this dude just appeared at the end of the hall, and I. Kept slowly creeping down the hall because he was standing there at the end of the hall staring at me, but I was in the dark. And I'm like, 
because you can zoom with your camera and I was zooming out on his face I'm like fuck this guy I don't want to talk to this guy and so I, every time I'd go down the hall and find a new door I would try and it's like jammed no you can't go in there door locked I'm like son of a bitch I'm about to walk at this guy and so uh, yeah it's just I, I'm enjoying it it's it's as good as the first one so far the story uh, I literally have no fucking clue why the people are doing I'm, I'm only like an hour and a half yeah I mean like there's a little pseudo exposition in the Reli- beginning it's a religious cult thing yeah, yeah it's like there's a religious cult and the you're you're an investigative fucking reporter and shit and you're trying to get infiltrate this cult to get like some answers on stuff and then like doesn't your helicopter go down or something yeah your helicopter goes down because so, well, some woman pregnant woman got murdered in the middle of the desert and they refuse to like release why or like what they thought happened and yeah your, your helicopter goes down of course conveniently for some reason that i'm sure i'll find out later in the game how it actually went down because outlast at least does it, it explained everything in the first game why things happened but yeah you get down the girl that you're with at the time gets taken you meet up with her i've met up with her so far in the first hour she got fucking taken again and she was complaining about stomach pains and so you have the inclination that she maybe got sexually assaulted and is now impregnated somehow or they did something to her to where she's impregnated with something that she shouldn't be yeah like witchcraft or something and, fucking something weird and so i'm still figuring it out though i'm gonna try to finish it within the next two weeks so look for final thoughts i guess in the next episode on on the story and everything but it, again it plays like the first one and i'm it's i'm having a good time so far <laughs> um yeah, so I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. But no, okay. so again, did you have anything else? Or is that no, I, I, okay. I don't really. So for me, I'm, I beat the first episode of uh, the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy series, episode one, Tangled Up in Blue. It's good. Bob Dylan. Yeah, I heard all the whole, I heard all the references or all the uh, titles or references, the songs for the all five episodes. So for those of you who don't know about this game. Um, because there's just so many goddamn games the first like half of this year it's been insane but it's based on you know based on the comic based on the movies it's like a mixture of both not canon because i'm not spoiling anything here you literally defeat thanos in like the first 15 minutes of the episode which was already in trailers so bitch at me if you want but i'm not really spoiling anything for you and they they tried to like what what i've seen people who have read the comics say is they have like the style of the comic but the characters are like their movie personas and they have all different voice actors and everyone does a little bit of a different you know everybody doing the rocket sounds pretty 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 much the same Groot pretty much the same uh drax again kind of the same but gamora and and uh peter quill star lord whatever you want to call them they have they're a little different than their movie counterparts in my opinion but yeah so essentially it just starts out you you know you're you're playing as peter quill you get to play as all the other guardians during like big fight scenes which is I, some of the best parts of the episode is you know like the quick time events where you have to like press a button like somebody will get knocked out of the way then you'll like automatically like switch to rocket and like do something cool and then whatever and they keep swapping in and out and it was really cool it was, it was well done but the first episode is just a very very basic beginning like hey this is what's going to be going down from here on out it did a pretty good job setting everything up essentially what if what the the notion that i get is your peter quill mainly in the first episode and you're trying to keep everyone together as a team because not everybody gets along all the time and your choices like in telltale games normally they you know people remember certain things that you do and things like that so yeah it looks like uh if, if it continues to build on that i think it's going to be a great series 
people a lot of people are comparing it to like the first walking dead season or uh tales from borderland tales from the borderlands yeah i mean telltale is uh, like the games are like it's a choose your own adventure type thing so like every mm-hmm. decision that you make like he said uh it impacts your gameplay and the rest of the gameplay for the future episodes and just the episode in general and like at the very end you can see like who chose what yeah you can see your your ranking with the rest of the world and what they chose for me my there was only one decision I made first episode that was like completely opposite of pretty much everyone else, which was weird. But most of the other time we are all, there's like 70 to 60% of people chose what I chose. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, I think you're, if you're interested, I believe, I'm not sure if it's correct anymore, but uh games with gold for Xbox live. You, they had telltale walking dead season two for free. So if you check that a, shit out, yeah. If you have an yeah. Xbox one and you want to like see what a telltale game is like, it's free to download. At least it was. I'm not sure if, if the game for the gold has, has changed since the last time I checked it. But uh, if not, they're they're not too expensive, really, honestly. No, no I think an episode's five bucks. The season's 20, and there's five episodes, so you save $5 if you buy the season pass. If you're cheap-ass like me, I just buy the $5 ones. <laughs> they also, it's also, so it's on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and mobile on iPhones. And I think maybe Android, I don't know. Don't call me on the Android, but I know it is on iPhone. But yeah, it's not like super graphic intensive. It's not like super gameplay thing. It's honestly just like a, a goosebumps, choose your own adventure type story. Like you just, at the mm-hmm. bottom, it's like you get a choice. And it's like, well, I can do this or this. And then you do that and then the story changes. And then you can go back and play through and make a different decision and the story will change. Yeah, you actually like, if you can earn trophies and achievements and things for like going about things certain in certain ways. But yeah, so I like the first episode. Check it out if you uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy or Telltale Games. If not, definitely snag that free season two to give it a try. You know, why not? It's free. You get to keep it forever. Same works with PlayStation uh, Gold or PlayStation Plus. I'm sorry. PlayStation yeah, Plus I'm not games. sure if the, the Telltale has yeah. ever been on PlayStation. I'm sure they have. Like, they're, yeah. they're not expensive. So, I mean, they're probably hit or miss every every couple of months. Just like, check it out, I'm sure. Yeah, so definitely check that out. And I guess my last point here, which we'll talk a little bit about the Star Wars Celebration news for the second iteration of this, but I've been revisiting Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, uh, as of last weekend. I was like, man, I, I, was like, I, I love Star Wars. Why, don't I, why haven't I played this in a while? And I, I went and downloaded it again. I have I bought the Ultimate Edition like maybe half a year ago because it's 20 bucks and you get all the sweet DLC. And I remembered why I hadn't played it in a while, but... I think that the future is going to be really bright. And with the news we got from Star Wars Celebration, which we'll talk about in a second, it's looking that way. So I've been, I actually had a ton of fun last week in playing Battlefront. It was, it was, it felt fresh because of the DLC that I had available to me. Because you have Outer Rim, which is like Jabba's Palace and things like that. There's Bespin, there, there is the Death Star, and then there is Rogue One Scarif. And, like, all these awesome-ass locations. And, like, you can do, like, the trench run and, like, destroy the Death Star and, like, all this other stuff. And it's just like, man, this is really awesome. I wish this would have been day one game. And not season pass. That was $60 at one point. That's why. And that's why I figured out why I didn't play it for a while. Is because it's just, like, the very the base game is very, very, very bare bones. And because I didn't have all the DLC and I didn't feel like shelling out $120 because I was still in college to to buy the pass which i fucking hate season passes but that's another topic for another time i you know i felt sort of robbed in the sense of like man this game really captures the sound the feel the look and every the base of star wars it just needs a little more depth 
And then we got this Battlefront 2 news. And of course, we all sort of assumed this was going to happen. And th there was a lot of information, but there's also not a lot of information given. So we know that yeah, it's taking place across all areas, right? Like we saw like the Darth Yeah, Maul. you could play as like... Uh, I, mean, I saw like Darth, Darth Maul. Yoda. You could play Yoda. Kylo uh, Ren. Kylo yeah. Ren. I saw Rey. I mean, you're probably going to have, like, your Luke and your Vader and stuff Jar Jar, like my Rye, yeah. no, you know. No. Uh, yeah, so. Qui-Gon would be cool. They could, they could do Qui-Gon, you know. What if you could face, Qui-Gon would be the enemy of, that would make more sense for Darth Maul. Yeah. I mean, for the trailer trailer purposes, it was just showing, hey, we have all these dope-ass heroes coming, like, get pumped, yo. But, yeah, so, like, the fact that we're getting into the Clone Wars, and, and for as shitty as the prequels may seem, they did have, they have for video game settings, have really cool spaces for battles to take place. I mean, because think about it. Like, when you play the first Battlefront and Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation and the Xbox and stuff, like, Camino was lit. Guess what? Camino is back, man. Genosis was lit. Genosis uh, was lit. Naboo was okay. I actually hated playing on Naboo sometimes. But, like, the prequel maps were cool. Like, because, I mean, it's basically, I mean, the droids are lame, but you get to play as clones. That's cool. Yeah. Clones were cool. So that's awesome that it's spanning all eras. With that, we also got news of a uh, a newly announced single player campaign, which is the most interesting part to me because I'm just I'm a huge story guy, and I probably said that in episodes before. I, I love a good story, and then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to do this with some Star Wars. Sign me up, bro. Sign me up. So the premise of Battlefront Two single player campaign is you play as Eden Versio. She is the captain of a special forces squad in the empire called the inferno squadron and they look like sort of like pilots but they're like all black with like a red stripe and they have a new like insignia mm -hmm. to like make them stand apart from everybody else and we see the story sort of pretty much as far as we know so far begins with the explosion of death star 2 and return of the jedi and at least that's where the trailer starts out and she looks up and she's like fuck like not that, like literally fuck yeah like, it's a star wars i don't cuss but yeah and she's like wow i'm gonna do something about this and so the the game we, we are the main protagonist of the game is a female commander in the empire who has grown up her entire life being taught the empire's right it's 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 an interesting point of view because i've grown up my entire life knowing those are the bad guys why would you ever for the love of god want to fight on that side you know your armor sucks. You can't aim. You know, it's just there's all these like things. It's like these guys are terrible. They 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 pillage people. They murder people with no remorse. They they think everything is theirs. Why would you want to be on that side? It's like I want to be underneath Hitler. You know, like it's it's that. I mean, that's where Star Wars Empire blah 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 got its inspiration from. But it's just interesting that we're gonna be playing as somebody who we've been taught is on the bad side. But we're going to get to see it from a more human standpoint where she she doesn't know any better. This is how she grew up. She grew up on a planet that was taken over. I forgot the name of it. That had, uh, had been occupied and owned yeah. by the Empire. And so she grew up. Her dad was a general in the Empire, very you know war hero famous. And so she's fighting for what she believes is right. And the game spans 30 years, right? It takes starts there at the end of Return of the Jedi, ends Force Awakens, Starkiller base being blown up. Mm-hmm is what they said 30 years is a lot of time to tell a single player campaign that's i mean that's insane normally campaigns take place in like a couple of days weeks months or whatever 
sometimes you jump years or whatever but most of the time that's that's a, that's a huge span of time yeah so i don't know if you, like your thoughts on are you excited to play as, as i a, mean i'm excited that there's more available to do than battlefront one like don't get me wrong battlefront one felt good it looked good it sounded good like it but the the thing that, that really got me was so there was an open access beta for it right mm-hmm. and i played the beta and i was super excited for it i loved it and then you know the game came out and they just added a few maps and stuff but ultimately not a whole lot changed it was basically like i played the full game with the beta and you know that, that rubbed me the wrong way and everything i was just kind of like i don't want to pay 60 dollars for something that i got for free and at you know, it was just, I wasn't sure how much I played anyway, so, like, that was also uh, in my equation of why I didn't end up purchasing it. There was, like, it's just Battlefront 2, you know, you have the, your single-player stuff. Rise of the Empire, even though, like, it was kind of cheesy, was cool. I loved it when I was a kid. Galactic Conquest, awesome. You have, yeah, they like, haven't said anything about that yet, but I'm, everyone hopes it's coming back, please. Yeah, I mean, like, you, could, you don't have to do Galactic Conquest in its traditional form. You can do something different. That's fine with me. It's just, you know, don't make it exclusively multiplayer type stuff like that. Make make And another thing was like the the progression system was kind of in my opinion was very cool. Dude, it takes cool. so fucking long to level up, man. Like I'm only level 25 and I've put a lot of hours into that game. It takes forever. I mean, yeah. it feels like a dice game, like Battlefield. If you guys have never played Battlefield, it takes fucking forever to level yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, with 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 the whole Battlefield thing too, like it's not a traditional uh traditional progression either really like do you level up classes yeah. yeah i mean call of duty's kind of spoiled us honestly uh we'll segue into that in a little bit about the new call of duty game but it it's just kind of like you know every level you get a new gun or every you get a new perk and stuff but you know with battlefield and battlefront it was just kind of like you level up but you it's kind of because you're just doing stuff really not a whole lot's going on but personally this is looking a little bit more broad battlefront 2 super excited for but i do not want game companies to do what battlefront and titanfall have done whereas their first game was like hey here's the really like tuned and refined multiplayer but that's all you're getting but you're still gonna we're still gonna charge you like 60 bucks titanfall may have been 40 i don't recall but, you mean 120 it, with that season pass, man. Yeah, but then like Titanfall 2 came out and it had a full single-player campaign on top of the multiplayer. And then like with this, you're going to have a single-player campaign on top of the multiplayer. It's just more of more of the twos, not more of the ones. Yeah, personally. but make the twos, just make it all one and take more time. Like it's cool. I get it. No one's like going to fight your head off. Other than, like, maybe the company that owns you. It's like, you gotta get some shit out, dude. What, are you, you guys doing anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily blaming the, like, the developers for this. I mean, obviously, they, they, they were told, make this game by this. And if you don't, like, we're going to kill you in different ways. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a give and take. Obviously, I, don't, I can't expect everyone to make a perfect game all the time. But it's just, don't, don't lose sight of the single-player aspect of the games. You know, yes, multiplayer and online stuff is huge you can't we've gotten to the point where a game almost can't not have a multiplayer aspect of it in some way unless it's 110 percent story driven yeah and those games make it very clear that's what they are mm-hmm. but whereas something like battlefront you expect it to be yeah because like every 
every Battlefront game before then had some type of single-player... Uh, even the Battlefront 1 didn't really have a whole lot of single other than, like, instant action. You could play against computers and stuff, but... Back in that, back in the day, man. Back in the... I didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't have live until the 360, so... Yeah. Super excited for Battlefront 2. It looks good. I, I don't know as much about the multiplayer. I know that there's, like... They're switching up with, like, a class-based thing, I, I believe. I mean, just... Don't fuck it up. Like, Battlefront 1, like, if, if you could just, like, transfer that into this, that'd be great. Because, like I said, it looks good, it feels good, it sounds good. The music and shit, because you're pumped and everything. Like, you get to be the fucking Jedis and Sith sometimes. That's yeah, fucking awesome. Which is cool. They actually change it up. So, one of my main complaints about Battlefront 1 is... I, I don't ever get to play as heroes and, and main... Like, there's a heroes versus villains or whatever hero hunt game mode where it's exclusively that. But even in those modes, you have to, like, earn enough points. You have to be the top person to be able to play as the next hero or whatever in hero hunt at least and so like those stupid fucking pickups that like i barely ever get to like pick up because like i just happen to never be around them when and somebody else always gets it i never got to play as heroes very much and so they changed that up with the second one and are allowing you to like level up your your hero and things like that separately so you get to use them more often and stuff like that so that's that's interesting and I guess my last bit about this is no season pass. They have already come out and said, hey, we're not going to separate our community like that again. Not doing that this time around. So I'm really hoping for some Psyonix-like... Psyonix, by the way, they make Rocket League. Um, some Psyonix moves where it's like, hey, here's a bunch of free, cool shit. Have this free... Thank you for buying your game. Here's a free map. Thank you. You know, like, that is that is a great model. That keeps, That's why I still like Rocket League, because I feel like I am valued as a customer and a gamer to play your game. I feel like you appreciate me because you give me free stuff. Not saying you always have to give me free stuff. Rocket League doesn't just give me free stuff. I have to. There's some stuff I paid Rocket League for, but in the terms of Battlefront, don't fuck everybody with a sixty dollars season pass. That shit sucks. Before I get on a rant, we'll stop it there. If you got any other final words no, about no, Battlefront, yeah, I have, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. Yeah, talk about the big, the big bad boy. So, the last thing we are gonna hit, which just dropped today, a couple hours ago, is Call of Duty. Well, officially, Call of Duty was revealed. Call of Duty World War Two. I almost said World at War Two. Because it's kind of a stupid fucking name for a game, but whatever, we'll, we'll let it we'll let it go. Call of Duty World War II was officially revealed today with a single-player campaign trailer, a screenshot of co-op zombies, and a five-second video of what multiplayer, which that, which honestly, I'll just dive into them. All we know about the multiplayer right now is if you guys have played Destiny, the tower, there's an area like that in Call of Duty called headquarters where everyone just meets up online and this like given area can like customize their shit and uh you know in the future if you know this podcast becomes a big thing we'll start doing video versions of this and i can show you videos at the same time but i'm trying to find it here um i'm on there i'm, I'm on there i'm on the twitter but i can't seem to find it but yeah it's just like a big area kind of like tower that's that's literally all we know about multiplayer call of duty always does a separate multiplayer halfway slash towards the end of summer for multiplayer so expect that sometime and then of course again we just got a screenshot of a zombie so we know co-op zombies i mean zombies has always been successful for call of duty they should i i just assume it's coming with most things now they stopped after mw3 they stopped like the co-op like mission thing they, they kinda, yeah like the spec ops stuff, spec, stuff. yeah they, they kind of got rid Which, of that i mean i part part of me misses that part of me doesn't you know, yeah, like it some was a of those cool were, idea, but yeah, one of them I really remember was playing all gillied up from COD Four. We could just go backwards. 
Yeah. And like you do, it's like a different story and everything. But it was like it was like I was like, man, that's kind of cool. I I really like this map, and I'm glad that I got to go through that level again. Yeah, and you could do it with with a buddy too, which made it cool. Yeah. So the co-op mode is zombies, but I read somewhere else they were quoted saying that there is a separate story for the co-op. So I don't know if they mean the co-op campaign. If you're going to do co-op campaign, you're playing a different story. Or if they just meant there's a story to the zombies, which is totally fine. Like, well, I mean, I don't know if they're... They haven't had a co-op campaign, really. Have they? In a World long time? of War was the last one, right? Yeah. I, I, that, that, that might be true. I know that they, there was a war on World of War. I know that was true. But I would imagine that they, if, if they're talking about the zombies, it has to be a separate story. Because Treyarch has done the whole, like, fucking nazi zombie thing and then like they delved into black ops zombies and they're all connected characters and everything and it's yeah, just it like got time, deep, man. time travel and you go to the moon or some shit dude the moon map was awesome i've, I've yeah. spent hours so watching. i would imagine that like that obviously is probably not going to take place in treyarch's universe even though that is world war Two. but i mean if there is a co-op campaign and it's a different story sweet cool i mean that's something i could definitely be interested in yeah i I like zombies. I think that I didn't. So I didn't play Infinite Warfare because I fucking hate that game. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. But the zombies on that game were awesome. And I played the first. I only played the first one because I I found no point in buying DLC for it. If I don't even play the main game. But I did try it out once. The zombies, or maybe twice. The theme park one, and that one was awesome. It was like really cool. So because I mean, how Call of Duty works nowadays. For those of you who don't know, there it's on a three. There's three studios. There is Infinity Ward sledgehammer games which is the one that yeah it's their turn this year world war ii they made advanced warfare advanced warfare yeah kevin spacey and the yeah yeah so that was their one before this sledgehammer is like the brand new one to the table yeah this is uh this is their only their second call of duty game and and finally they are like listening to everyone and you know boots on the ground gameplay going back to the roots is like the big stress factor boots on the ground back to the roots you know rhyme that however you want yeah, so so it's Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, and then Treyarch, which Infinity Ward honestly is at the bottom of the pole for me right now. They they used to be top with with COD Four and Modern Warfare Two, but they've since then just kind of dropped off to me. Treyarch usually always makes a pretty good Call of Duty. Like I liked Black Ops Three. I think that was their last one. Yeah. So they'll be next year, and Treyarch usually does a pretty fucking good job of making Call of Duty. So I'm not gonna lie. So Sledgehammer, they're the newbies. Sledgehammer was created by the team. Uh, called Visceral, who made Dead Space. It's a sub-team of that team that is now making Call of Duty games. And the way that Call of Duty games are made are there are essentially, there's an entire studio working on it, but there's a team working on only zombies, a team working on only multiplayer, and a team working on only campaign. And so it, it, it's, they use all the same assets and things, obviously, but it's just, it, it allows them to like really like focus like each team gets to focus on their one thing and I have to like worry about like what zombies and multiplayer is doing. So I think which today with the reveal of World War Two is mainly just story stuff. And that's like that's that's how it always goes. So they're mainly pushing the, the story. World War Two, you know, we're back, we're playing as a nineteen year old kid from Texas, Red Daniels, who's in the first infantry division. And and I'm reading all this from Twitter right now, which is why I'm stopping, because I'm just trying to make sure I get my facts right. And uh, it just it's taking place only in the U- European theater. We're not like globe hopping. We're not even Pacific theater or Russia yeah. or anything like it, that. Yeah, it seems to be that we are the east ooh, direction. We are the Western Front yes. of the European campaign. Not we're not doing 
fucking Vendetta, which was by far the best mission in World of War. Don't at me, bro. Yeah, don't don't at me. That's yeah, a good mission. and we're not doing uh the what was it? I guess the Pacific like island hopping type stuff. Yeah, that World of War that. had either. We're doing basically storming Normandy and doing that all over again. Yeah, they say uh on their Twitter here it says the COD the COD uh, WW two. That sounds weird. Uh, campaign takes players through Normandy, France, Belgium, and more, and the turning points of World War Two. So there's going to be D-Day is mentioned, and then the Battle of the Bulge, like very two very like huge important battles. And then you know they went to a talk in the in the live stream, like yeah, we went and visited these real real world places, and took all kinds of photos to just get as close as we can. I mean, they're just getting they're just building hype. Yeah. Like not trying to be a dick, but every game kind of like does that if they're like doing a historical kind of thing. But I mean that's cool, you know. They keep tweeting here, you know, engages in ground and combat across many of World War II's iconic locations. And then, oh, damn it, I forgot to mention something about this. And Side note, we're going to take a little delve into multiplayer because I'm just going up to Twitter here. There's a new war mode. It's an objective-based narrative-driven PvP mode of Axis versus Allies. So basically, like, the example that was given on live stream is you choose a side and it's either like d-day for example you're either going to try to storm the beaches and get farther in or you're going to be the guys you're going to be the axis holding them back and so that's cool it's a cool like wave mode but a cool take on it and that's just one of the modes that they talked about or like one of the i mean obviously they're going to have like your, your typical tdm and you're going to have your like oh, domination yeah. and stuff but i mean i'm glad that they're like trying to bring that type of stuff to the table you know like don't like change everything but you know bring one or two things new that's cool that's fine with me yeah sorry again with i i should have looked at this twitter before we start talking about single player but uh, there's a new thing in multiplayer called divisions they said but divisions bring a new approach to create a class and character customization as you enlist in a division and progress through the ranks so divisions different i don't know what that means i literally have no fucking clue what that means but i hope it's not like battlefield uh like roles like you have your medic support you have your like your heavy hitter you have the ammo guys and then like you have the sniper class yeah scout or whatever yeah it's like i don't know I, there, there's a lot of questions that i have so i mean obviously i can't just crucify them immediately because i don't know anything yet but uh i definitely want to if you want to start talking about single player now I, th- I feel like that's a lot of a lot of the stuff they revealed today was focused on mostly on what i feel like was single player yeah, so as I said earlier, they were, you know, you play as Red Red Daniels, I think was his name. Yeah, that's what he... A kid from Texas, 19-year-old kid, joins the military, you know, doing the right thing, fighting for his country. A couple weeks later, hey, dude, uh, have fun storming the beaches in Normandy. Good luck, bro. And, yeah, it just, it just you, you join the 1st Infantry Division, and what has been said is there's two, like, like father figure, surrogate father figure kind of guys there's played one of them is played by josh dumel from if you guys know him from transformers he was the military guy i don't know what you want to call him ranger or whatever in those um but i recognized his voice as soon as i heard him i was like oh shit that's josh but he is he is the mission first at any cost guy and then you have another leader in your pack that is like don't leave any man behind yes mission's important but we're brothers kind of thing so it's basically that's all we really have on the story. There's there is there was no like, we're not you're not gonna go fight Hitler, you know, fucking fist fight him or anything like that. Like there was no, there was nothing like that. It was just 
we're, they're trying to get into a very gritty, realistic, almost horror-like, like grotesque war game. Essentially, like Battlefield One was a good as a good thing I think to relate to in the sense of realistic war. Battlefield One seems a little actually more lighthearted than what this is. So that's yeah, the the one minute trailer teaser thing that they that Call of Duty for like released today. I watched it and it it was like it it it's kind of reminded me of that Fury movie with yeah. Shia LaBeouf, Brad Pitt. Yeah, it was just very serious and very yeah, like it was just you did not feel good. You did not it was like yeah, let's go kick some Nazi ass. It was like everyone's dying. This yeah, it was it was like it was like taking the human slash like real approach to what like war sucks. War's terrible. I can't. Do I even have the right to say that? No. I've never fought in one, but damn, it looks fucking awful. And thank you to everyone who has ever done that, or in the past, or was, or going to. But yeah, from the outside view, that looks that looks terrible. Like I do not want to take part. Um, you know, whatever. Like it's not something I would just do. So like being able to like live in this game as this character, this nine-year-old kid, scared out of your fucking mind, and you're across the goddamn pond, getting. Like, everybody and their mom is trying to kill you. And literally any moment walking around, you could die. And it's very scary. And I feel like they're very they're trying to look past all the light. Yeah, let's kick some Nazi ass. And yeah, war, World War Two, great time. No, it fucking sucked. And that's what we're going to talk about. And so that's it's pretty cool. I also saw a mention, I wish I had the article. I was reading this online, that some of the devs had quoted, like, there's like not only are there the, there's this this team or the squad full of men or this division I should say, but there's a there's a female main character in the game who's a part of another country that you like befriend. There's uh, somebody actually mentioned that you walk up on a a full African American like infantry unit and it's like that takes like it's a big moment in the game like meeting all those guys and so they're like they're trying to not only just like in the they're trying to keep Call of Duty Call of Duty but it's cool that they're addressing all these like other you know like very relevant issues right now with with race and 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 equal rights and things like that so even even though this is taking place in the 40s 1940s or i think i think you said 1944 to 45 so only like one year span they're they're still trying to touch on all the important uh characteristics and points of of world war ii like i mean women were super important not only on the home front but obviously overseas as well so i think it looks good I don't know if I'm going to pre-order it. Again, I, I'm, I'm kind of against pre-ordering. The only reason I would want to pre-order this is because there is a private beta. Yeah, that's something I definitely want to talk about, too. I think that's bullshit. I think that it's also bullshit. It's it's a, it's 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 like bundling COD 4 with your shit game. You know? like yeah. I mean, so... Two things would make this okay in my eyes. One, that there is an open public beta to do stress testing on the servers and everything... That's fine. If there if there could be a private beta for early access, that's okay as long as there's an open one for everyone else too. And two, as long as that level that those levels do not transfer to the online game, because that's giving a pay-to-play advantage to everybody. Because you can't tell me that they're not going to have better guns unlocked, and then you're just mowing down level one noobs all the time. Why has Call of Duty not adopted a skill ranked matchmaking system yet? I've seen a lot of people start calling for that shit too. Like what the fuck, dude? I should not if I'm if I'm not even a first prestige, I should not be playing against a tenth prestige. Like that's stupid. And obviously like you're gonna get wrecked and it's not gonna be any fun, you're not gonna want to play. Anyways, that's just game design talk. But 
Yeah, I, I don't. I agree. I, agree I don't. You, yeah. I, I feel like you, sh- you shouldn't be forced to pre-order something to get early access. So here, exclusive early access. Let me clarify. I that. will. I will say in the past when with things like private betas, there's always been this, and then there is an open one like later. They yeah. don't say anything about it until the private one is done. They're like, oh yeah, we'll fucking get ready, everybody. We're gonna do a fucking open one now. We had our private one, and, and people are just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean I'm assuming yeah. that there will be an open one. It would be stupid of them to not have yeah. an open beta. But like I, I I cannot stress enough how unfair it would be for those levels to transfer over to when it goes live. Because yeah. like it's just it's just not fair for those who don't get the opportunity. I mean, is it trivial? Probably. But in the end there is even no matter how insignificant the advantage may be, there is an advantage to someone who has the money to pre order it. Yeah, the word private beta makes you feel like there might be some, like, keeping of things for some reason. It's really weird. I've never heard it called a... I've heard it closed. Yeah. Closed is, like, not everyone's in it, but private seems a little weird. It's like Maybe they're just trying to make it seem like it's exclusive and everything, so it's like, oh, I'll pre-order it so I get the exclusive, like, exclusiveness of the private beta, not the closed beta. Yeah. Because it's a closed beta, it's just like, oh, okay, well, you know. I I see see your worries on that. I don't know if I, I I mean we talked about earlier a couple episodes back how pre-ordering games is, is is a recipe for disaster, but with a game like I mean there's certain games where you're probably okay, like if it's a new brand new game coming out and you're just fucking hyped for it I'd say wait to pre-order it. If it's if you've been playing Call of Duty like we have for like ten years now, pre-order Call of Duty is probably not that big of a deal. You're gonna get Call of Duty. I mean it's not. I mean but. Just, just to Devil's just to advocate, say that yeah. I don't, I, I will not be pre-ordering this after the shitstorm that was Infinite Warfare. Yeah, I, we didn't pre-order Infinite Warfare. No, we, we yeah. bought the eighty dollar edition or the nine dollar whatever it was. Because I want to play COD Four. Yeah. Which for the life of me, I can't understand why I have not released that as a separate standalone right now. Like, are you dumb? Well, I mean, with all the changes they've done to it, it's basically its own independent game anymore anyway. So whatever. That's another rant. But, for yeah, it's episode. just with all the changes that they're going to do, uh, it seems, and with the pra- the past with Advanced Warfare being very okay, like I I personally wasn't a huge fan of Advanced Warfare. I didn't like the online. The campaign was all right. Uh, but I will not be. I understand that it's boots on the ground. I understand that's World War Two. That's cool, and I appreciate that. And that makes me want to maybe buy it because after in infinite warfare i was like i'm never buying another call of duty game in my life and then this came out i'm like okay well maybe i'll reconsider that but to pre-order it i i think that's a little bold i'm, I'm gonna wait for when this private beta is and if i really am aching to play it i'll probably pre-order it which means we'll both just get access to it but yeah i i, I don't know about pre-ordering yet i I've, i haven't pre-ordered battlefront either because i see no point in it really i mean i can just buy it the day like the night it comes out and just you know preload it and then play it that night but yeah so that's i guess that's a wrap on on uh, all things current with gaming news yeah. so for gaming we already mentioned last the next episode we'll talk about outlast 2 hopefully i can get it beat i've heard i've taken people from anywhere from four to 13 hours you know like four if you're fucking just booking it and you know what you're doing there's actually an achievement for beating it in four um, I'm not doing that. I'm just kind of taking my time, getting the shit scared out of me. So we'll have that. Prey comes out next Friday. Sucks I'm recording this today because tomorrow they're releasing an hour-long demo of the first like hour of the game for free for all platforms. Well, I say all, but like PlayStation and Xbox and PC. 
but I, I think people are really going to sleep on Prey. I, it's one of these games that I've been like actually paying very close attention to underneath the radar and kind of not like not watching much on purpose because it looks really interesting. So look for thoughts on Prey. And I think the only other one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Yeah, just, on the, Switch. just the, the rehash of that. Yeah, I mean, we'll give our thoughts on that. I'm, I, I already paid for my copy on the Switch because I knew I was going to get it. So. I mean, spoiler, I'm assuming that's going to be Mario Kart. Yo, and, you're gonna race cars yeah. with Nintendo characters. It's yeah. gonna be lit. And you can like choose different maps that are Nintendo themed on it and stuff. Like so, Rainbow Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you purchase like a, there's probably some Donkey Kong stuff. I mean, obviously like your OG mm-hmm. Mario things and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, I'm actually for the first time with uh, with the Switch because we only have one Switch in the house uh, currently, which I don't blame. By the way, I don't blame anybody for not buying a Switch right now. I think it's awesome. It's gonna have a great life, but if you don't have one right now, you're literally only missing out on Zelda, pretty much. There's, and, there's a couple, and cool... it's not like Zelda's ever gonna go bad. No, you can literally buy Zelda in three years and still enjoy the shit out of it. Like it doesn't matter. So if you're waiting for that sweet holiday bundle for like Mario and Zelda or something, I don't blame you. You're 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 good. Or at least you're waiting for E3 for something else to get announced. Like... Oh yeah, I'm sure they'll have a good year at E3 this year with all like with this thing out now. They mm-hmm. can actually like talk about all the sweet ass games coming out. And not even just the games, like just other like types of content coming to it, like Netflix or. Uh, oh well, yeah, I definitely expect like streaming services, social things to come to it. You know? Yeah, because I mean it is like this weird hybrid of a game console, tablet, and like handheld thing. It it's it's unique. It is unique, but with Mario Kart, the first like we'll actually like I'll, I'll put put it on the TV on the because right now I just have an. Oh yeah, monitor. we get to we get to shoot. We get yeah. To, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can like two player, and I've I've actually never played with just using one Joy-Con and playing a game. So like we'll get to we we'll get to test that out and test out how the online connectivity works and everything like that because i have yet i think i have two friends i have two two buddies that have added me on it so i have yet to like go online and nintendo game and play on the switch so that's uh we'll have our thoughts on that and and how that how that feels using a tiny joy con to to steer i'm sure it'll be all right but yeah so that's i think that's pretty much it for this this episode was super long i think uh, i'm gonna say i'm gonna use this as an excuse to make up for our last episode that was not the best sound quality uh, so. And we had one that was, well, I mean, we said it was shorter, but actually it wasn't that short. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just, we, we got most of our ducks in a row this week, so. It's been a crazy two weeks, and I look forward to the next two weeks following. But yeah, I guess I'm, uh, I'll plug myself on social media. I'm actually on a hiatus from Twitter right now, but feel free to follow me at dvon5150, just dvon5150. Like this podcast exuberant on Facebook. If you That's where we post most of our updates. And we'll let you know when the episode's going live, when it goes live on iTunes and things like that. And I think that's pretty much it for me. I, I kind of quit the whole Twitch thing. I'm actually working on a personal project that's taken the place of I'm using some Unreal Engine 4 stuff. So I decided that I'd rather play slash make games than stream them. So uh, no longer Twitching for me. But yeah, yeah go ahead and so I yourself. mean, it's just if, if you want, I don't. I don't have a like legitimate break from Twitter and social media and stuff, but I'm starting to like wean myself off of it. Like, if anything, you know, follow the Facebook page, Podcast Exuberant. You know, follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on podcasts for iTunes and stuff. But I mean, Mr. Featherling at Mr. Featherling is what I find found out mostly on things. So. If you see me there, Adam me. on Xbox, Adam on you know. Yeah, Twitter, like literally, or... I have like one username for ninety percent of my things. So yeah, if 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 you see Mister Featherling or anything, it's probably me or someone posing as me. That's way cooler. So yeah, uh, 
I don't have anything else to say about this week, so I guess that's me signing off. I'm Jacob. Yo, I'm Devin. Thanks for listening. This has been Episode 7 of Podcast Exuberant. Look forward to next time.